Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Stay Grounded podcast, a podcasting community helping you stay grounded through real conversations with real people about real things. I am your host, Natalie Q, and I am so excited to welcome our next guest, Claudia Zimmerman. Claudia is a personal freedom and empowerment coach who provides open, grounded, and curious coaching. Her mission is to support those who are feeling stuck, discouraged, or disconnected in their lives, and those that are yearning for change but unsure of where to start. She helps them reconnect to their authentic selves, break free from limiting narratives, and uncover their true desire by taking inspired action. Everyone, please help me welcome Claudia. Claudia, I am so, so excited to have you on our show. Welcome. How are you? Thank you, Natalie. I'm super excited to be here today. Thank you for this opportunity. I'm excited to record this podcast and share a little bit about my journey with people and really bring some tools and some life for people who are battling depression or you know, no, no people who are battling depression. Thank yeah. you for this opportunity. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being here. To begin, I want us to start with you telling us about your journey and experience with depression. That's the topic, right? So what was your experience like? Tell us a little bit about that so we can get a really deep feel before we begin with the deeper questions. Yes, I'm happy to share these. So my journey with depression, actually, I think depression has been very close to me since I was a child because my mom suffers from depression. And I saw her journey and I never wanted to go there. Sorry if I get emotional. Oh, no, this is, it's supposed to. Trust (laughs) me. We love vulnerability here. So please. Thank you. So I always resisted going there and I always thought like, I'm going to do all my best to never get to that state. And then my own journey took me, I realized in my life, And I can see this looking back, okay? I didn't see this as I was going into my depression. But as I have done the work to overcome this, what I see now is that there was, I was out of alignment with how I was leading my life, with what my values are, with what I wanted from my life. I was so out of alignment that I I was really suppressing who I truly was. And to me, that's what depression is. It's like, we that are we are suppressing important parts of us and re- or repressing you know things that we cannot say or we have dreams but they don't seem okay to people or society and so I started living my life I was living my life based on what other people expected of me or what I should have by now or I should create by now my life should look like this or my journey should look like this and. And also, out of my ego, and I can see this now, right? Like, I let my yeah. ego drive my decisions, and I have to prove mm-hmm. some people something. And, of course, from that place, like, every decision that I was making, I did not feel right, but I didn't see it at the time, right? So I got yeah. to a point where I hated my life. I was in a marriage that didn't feel right. And not because my ex-husband was a bad person. He's a great guy. It's just the marriage or the relationship was for all the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. was in it for all the wrong reasons. Right. 
And I had started my journey to become a health coach and be more in alignment with that. But then I let my ego make these decisions. Like I went to start a wine import business. Now I went back into the wine business, which had already not resonated with me for, for so many years. Yeah. But I, again, making these decisions from the wrong place. Well, that was my most expensive and humbling experience in, in education. Yeah. I embarked on this journey to import wines from Argentina. I lost all my savings. I got in debt when I had never in my life had debt before. And through that, I felt like a complete failure. Like nothing in my life was working. I, I felt like I was failing. I was disappointed in myself. Like I had failed everyone in my family, everyone I knew. What are they going to think of me? I was not used to failing. I have never failed that big in my life. And yeah. so all of that led me to a very dark place. Like felt feeling completely lost like and hopeless. Like, how am I going to get out of this? Like, how to be huge death and this marriage where I felt trapped and like I, I got mm-hmm. disconnected from my friends. Like, I lost, you know, when you are feeling depressed, you are. I mean, at least in my experience, I felt so ashamed of where I was that I didn't want people to know yeah. that I was in that, in that place. So I started disconnecting and not, not reaching out to people. And it was interesting because, you know, now with social media, once in a while, I would post like a happy picture and people would assume that my life was happy, but it was not the case. So people actually felt like, Oh, she's having like the best life and now she doesn't think about me. So people want to stop reaching out. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Which then sank you deeper into the depression. Exactly. I assume. Like, well, okay. like really alone. You know, I had some people that I that knew, like some very close people that knew everything that was happening in my life. And I'm very fortunate to have those people. Yeah. My sister, one of them, and very, like, very, very close friends, but very few people knew what was truly going on. Everyone else assumed that I was doing right. I was, everything was great in my life. I, you know, I had got married. I had started this business. Like, everything on paper looked great. And in reality, yeah. it was the completely opposite. So, yeah. because health is so important to me, but I was trying to, I didn't want to take medication for this because I had okay. seen my mom's journey with the medication and how that didn't help her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I refused to take medication. But as I was trying to get out of this as a last resource, I I accepted to take medication. I went and see someone and she gave me a prescription. I actually, I was at a place where I wanted to end my life. I never attempted anything, but I just felt like if the world would be better and my family and everyone would be better if I just disappear. That's like when you are in that darkest space. That's what you feel like every, everyone would be, they, they would suffer and they would get over it and they would go on with their life. That's how I felt. And so I accepted to take this medication that was supposed to make things better. And three weeks into taking the medication, I woke up on a Saturday and I literally wanted to jump off the building. I really wanted to end my life. And my husband at the time was very worried and my family and everyone in Argentina. And I went back to see the psychotherapist and I told her like this is what is happening and what she told me which doesn't make any sense to me was like that is a side effect of every depression medication and I was like how does that make sense 
You know, like, yeah. Yeah. myself, why do you give me something that has that side effect? She told me like, oh, we need to adjust the, the you know, how much you're thinking and all that. I walk out of there and I was like, I, if I am meant to be on this earth, this is not how it's going to happen for me because the yeah. medication was numbing me also. And so I threw away the prescription and for I the decision to find I'm going to find another way. Yeah. I listen. First, I want to just say thank you for sharing that because an experience like that one is just not easy. Vulnerability is not seen as something brave, but I think it's one of the bravest acts that people can really do. So I just want to commend you and say thank you for sharing that. I feel like society makes us feel like when things are okay on paper, they are supposed to, you're supposed to be okay because everything else on paper looks okay. But deep down, you're not necessarily feeling your best, right? And so with that, can you tell us, once you stopped the medication, once you took that radical decision to like, I'm no longer gonna feel like this and I will not allow medication to be the way that I control or navigate, not control, maybe navigate is the better word. Tell us about what tools helped you personally survive this or navigate this or feel better for our audience? Because I'm sure they would love to know since you did get off the medication. So what did you replace it with? Yes, that is a great question. Thank you, Natalie. Mm -hmm. So one of the first things that I started doing is somebody suggested that I started meditation. And I have tried meditation before and it had never worked for me. You know, I would go to like all these classes where you're supposed to put your mind in blank and like not think about anything. That to me was impossible. But what this person told me is like, you start meditating every day, the first thing as you wake up. And you had to do it for 20 minutes, 30 days in a row. Like if you stop, you have to start again. You have to do it for 30 days because it's the consistency that is going to create the change. Now, what she told me is like, if after those 30 days, you don't see any benefits, never in your life attempt to meditate again, because meditation is not for you. (laughs) Okay, maybe I should give this a try. So I started meditating every morning, doing sitting for meditation for like 20 minutes. And I use music without lyrics or anything. I don't like, I can't do meditation, don't do it for me. So I would just sit there and... And the first time I did it, those first 20 minutes, like it took, it looked like five hours. It, like it never, it was never going by. But by the third day, the 20 minutes were going so much faster. And mm-hmm. I was feeling so much calmer. So when you're in that state of like depression and confusion where nothing makes sense, the first thing that I see now in my journey was I needed to reconnect back to myself. Mm. And it is impossible to reconnect back to yourself when there is so much noise, outside noise and also internal noise. Yeah, absolutely. So that meditation quiet my thoughts. You know, I didn't have to believe every thought that was coming in my mind. I didn't have to engage in every thought. And, and that's for those 20 minutes, I started to like let go of the thought that my whole point was like, or goal was like, not, do not engage in the thought. If the thought comes, you can just let it go. And that was my whole practice. Sometimes I would spend the 20 minutes just saying, like, not now, you know, take a few deep breaths, not now. And that's all I did for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I, I wouldn't say that this was over four years ago. 
I still sit for meditation every morning. I love that. And it was really a game changer for me. So for people, you know, that's one of the biggest, the most important tools that I share with people in meditation. Mm -hmm. Now, once I could quiet my mind, then I could start to see things that I was not seeing, right? So I started to see why, why am I feeling this way? Because the emotions are coming from the thoughts from, from the meaning that we're giving to the things that we're experiencing, right? If I was equating, like I, I fail uh, and I'm quoting this, I mean, like putting this in quotes because it's that sound that to me now there are no, no failures. It was a lesson. I needed to do that. I needed to show myself some things to go to that bigger, to that deeper place and also hard so that I could finally come up, you know? And so when I was equating like failing or like not my business not being successful to like me being a failure, which is has nothing right. to do one thing with the other. They have nothing to do, right? So right. it's the meaning that we give to things and to situations that are going to create the emotions that we're going to feel. So I started yeah. looking into my thoughts and the meaning that I was giving to things. I also started to look into what was truly important for me. And why did I feel so trapped? And why did I feel like I, like I felt at the moment? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I did a lot of work to look at my values, which is something that we are not taught to do. You know, most people, no. like, we're never, we never did that. We never thought consciously about what is truly important for me. And so we go through life making decisions and, and not, never seeming to think like, is this truly what I want? It is like one of my biggest values was freedom. No wonder I wanted to end my life if I, I'm in a marriage where I feel trapped, you know, and I felt mm. trapped by the debt that I had incurred and everything that I had. That, that was totally out of alignment with the freedom that I wanted. So once I started to work on that, Mm-hmm. and get clear on my values, then I could start taking actions to, well, I'm in this place now. How do I start getting in alignment with these things that I say are important to me? So, for so meditation, then looking at your thoughts and your emotions and meanings that you're giving to me, getting clear on your values. I also, in the moments where I felt like, felt like I had no joy in my life, like nothing bred brought me joy because I felt like completely apathetic towards life. So one day I sat down and I decided I'm going to find 10 things that bring me joy and I'm going to do one of those things every day. And to my surprise, when I sat down to make that list of 10 things, I came up with a hundred things that bring me joy. Wow. And perspective, right? It gives you perspective. Like you're not really analyzing what brings you joy because again, you're you're feeling so much that you're just not even taking care of you and your joys. And so when you actually see them on a piece of paper, you're like, wow, I didn't even realize there were this many joys in my life. So thank you for saying that because I'm a huge writer of joys. I love writing my joys, even if it's like once a week. And then what another interesting thing that I feel like you said is taking action on those. So please continue because the action part is just so important in that. Yes. Yes. The first step is to become aware of that, right? That are mm-hmm. all these things that really bring me joy. And, you know, like, of course, like traveling brings me joy, but so that's like watching the sunset. So I got right. very intentional about doing what to me of those things that brought me joy every day. 
I also like connecting with the people that brought me joy, like they, and having more of those relationships, cultivating the, the relationships that brought me joy. So being intentional about those things is very important. Even on the days where I felt like, like not doing anything, I would mm-hmm. still go for a walk in nature or go watch the sunset or call my sister or a friend or you know, draw something or read something or watch one of my favorite comedies. I don't recommend like using, you know, watching TV and all that to cope with what you're feeling. That's not my yeah. suggestion. But sometimes yeah. like laughing for half an hour is a good thing. It right. will some joy, right? Um, right? So being intentional with that. And there was one other thing that I want to mention is mm-hmm. that taking care of myself. And mm-hmm. I mean, I've always taken care of myself, but Going back to those pillars that are so important to regulate our nervous system. So looking at my nutrition, getting my exercise or movement, making sure I was drinking enough water, eating healthy food, like getting rid of like all the crap stuff. And I've never been big on eating all that crap stuff, but I got really clean on my diet at that moment. Mm -hmm. And that helped me. I wasn't doing it to lose weight or anything. I just needed to feel my very natural. I changed yeah. my diet because that's what my body was asking for. No, no right. processed food, like none of that, no alcohol. I went without drinking alcohol for a very long time. I enjoy a glass of wine here and there now. But yeah, so getting getting my body very clean also helps. Yeah, and you know, I love that you mentioned the food intake. A lot of people don't realize that what you eat does matter, guys. It matters because... I remember where I used to eat all these, like the chips and the this and that. And again, I would have these feelings when I went to sleep of just sluggish, of just feeling down, of just all these different emotions. And then once I started eating clean and even the stopping of the alcohol, which is hard for a lot of people because we are in a society where drinking is very normalized, right? Where you want to have a happy hour with your friends. But once I started actually cutting liquor, my mental clarity, guys, it was crazy. I, I automatically, even within a week or two, I automatically felt the difference. I felt healthier. I felt like I had more energy. I felt like I could get up earlier in the mornings. I'm already a morning person, but I was able to really just wake up earlier, feel good. So thank you for mentioning the food, because I do feel like people don't talk about it enough, about the importance of what your body intakes. You know, I love that you have your plant-based diet. That's not for everyone, like you said. It's not for everyone. But I did try a plant-based diet myself, and it really helped. You know, it helped in boosting my energy. So it's really about analyzing what feels right to you in terms of like dieting, but I think that is such a huge one. Thank you, Natalie, for, for sharing all these. Yeah. There are a couple of things that I want to add to what you said. Alcohol, yeah. most people don't realize that alcohol is actually a depressor. So when, mm-hmm. if you are not feeling well, if you're feeling sad and, you're, and you are battling depression, for me, and I, I saw this, you know, when I yeah. drank, yes, maybe I enjoyed my glass of, you know, my beer or my glass of wine or something. Then I would feel worse. I would have be overcome by this sadness. And I knew yeah. was I learned that it was related to the alcohol. If I didn't drink, I didn't experience that. And so that's why cutting alcohol was so important for me. And now that I'm in a better place, I can enjoy a glass of wine or something here and there when I want to. Yeah. 
Right. Um, we, for me, also the diet changing to plant-based wasn't like a decision that I made. It's not like I woke up one day and like, oh, I'm going to go plant-based. It was just my body started to reject me. And, oh. you know, me and like I started to get sick eating meat and then you know, all type of meat. And then I was eating just salmon and eggs. Those were my only animal protein. And then one day I made the salmon like I can't eat meat. And yeah. it, the, last, the last thing was the eggs. I ate eggs for breakfast during eight years. I would eat six eggs for breakfast because I was wow. making a protein intake. It's eating clean and everything. So one day I made the eggs and my body was like, nope. No more eggs. And I felt like yeah. I'm screwed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I had to learn yeah. that. And right now I don't have any desire to eat any of that. I don't know if it's going to stay like this. Um, okay. It was my body telling me. So listening to your body is also a very important thing. What does your body mean? And so let me ask you this. So what do you recommend for someone? Let's say they're not in tune with any of this. None of this, right? Like it's so hard for them to tune into their bodies, to tune into their minds. What do, would you recommend to someone that just really is, they are not connected. And so they need to like reconnect. It's like, give me maybe one, two, maybe three steps, small steps. I know all of this stuff, guys, and just emphasize with anything in life is the small steps, the small progresses. But I definitely want to hear it in your perspective. What small steps can someone take when they don't feel tuned into any of this? You know, I think the little things got you to here, right? Because I'm sure there was a long time where I wasn't connected to my body and I didn't understand. And listen, guys, like I don't eat, like you said, I don't really eat meat as much anymore either. And I'm Colombian. Like we eat meat for breakfast with an arepa. Like we, this is what we do. So it was very hard for me to really have to listen to my body and say, oh my God, it's kind of rejecting this much meat, you know? So how can somebody really start to tune in when they have no idea what to really where to start, you know? Yeah. So I always, this is something that I always recommend to my clients when they're feeling like, like everything in their life is chaotic and nothing makes mm -hmm. sense. Go back to the basic pillar, your right. nutrition, their sleep, water intake, movement and minimal things for self-care whatever and by self-care i mean whatever brings you joy right. not necessarily going to spend money on a manicure or pedicure or whatever right. that's right. great. but if it's and watching a sunset or getting mm -hmm. yourself some flowers or going for a walk out in nature that's self-care yeah and with like exercise i call it movement not exercise anymore you don't need to go to movement flowers. i love that body movement. yeah and go outside. Right? And mm -hmm. I understand that sometimes it's like it's raining, it's hot, it's cold, whatever. Make it a point to like go outside for a few minutes every day. And yeah. it starts to you like when, when everything is like that, when nothing makes sense, we need to ground on the things that, that we can, that can give us some sense of certainty. Yeah. So starting to look at those things and, and checking in with your body. How do you feel? Start paying attention. If I eat this, how do I feel after one? What am I feeling? You know, what am I doing? What am I feeling? What am I thinking? Stop throughout the day to ask yourself these questions. Because most people, you know, most of us have gone through life like on, a, on autopilot, right? We wake up and we repeat like everything we did yesterday and we never take a moment to pause and reflect. 
how am I actually Right. And you know, a powerful, a friend of mine said this to me years ago, and it's a question that I do repeatedly ask myself and could help our audience. Ask yourself, how is my heart feeling today? Mm-hmm. Like, maybe make it a point to ask yourself once a day. If you guys need to set an alarm, set the alarm because the alarm does not, it takes five seconds. And just in the alarm, put, how is my heart feeling today? It really take five seconds to analyze. And when I started to do that, I started to connect more. I was like, oh my God, I, so for a long time, I thought anxiety was normal. But me waking up with anxiety, I was like, oh, okay, well, like this. And then I realized like through talking with friends and things, because I, I thought it was just like a, I didn't, I thought it was like an everybody thing. My friends were like, no, like that's, (laughs) that's not normal. Like you're not supposed to wake up that, you know, I felt like my heart was like popping out of my chest, you know? And I started to really ask myself, okay, so how's my heart feeling today? And I would really analyze that and connect. And I'm like, oh, whoa, I'm feeling really anxious. And so when you start to ask yourself that question, you want to then automatically action something that will take you out of that state. Whether that's like you said, watching a sunrise, a sunset, whether that's a walk. And I tell people that it doesn't need to be this big gesture, right? Because as human beings and because of the world that we live in today, everybody wants to go from zero to 100 automatically. And it doesn't work that way. I always tell people that everything's a muscle, everything. So if you begin slowly, let's say you take a three-minute walk. Okay, well, that felt good. So maybe tomorrow I want to take a six-minute walk. And then maybe the next day you're like, you know what, Uh, I'm not, you know, honor yourself. It's also about honoring what you need, right? We're going back to like honoring your body and like your feelings and all these things. And maybe the day after you're like, you know what, I only need this three minute walk today, but be proud that you showed up in those three minutes, right? And then build from that. Because once you start to build slowly, you see that these things that you're doing, you don't realize it at the moment. You don't. But the accumulation of all these things start to make you feel good. The simple things like what you said, drinking water. Water is so important. Like if you're drinking soda, if you're drinking juice, please start replacing. Replace it with water. And maybe, again, small things. Maybe you can't go cold turkey with the juices and the soda, but start to then put one glass of water in. Maybe the next day you start putting another, you know, like water intake is so important. Because we are made up of water and so our body needs it. Yeah, right? that, that's what people don't realize how how much water is so important. Like we are more than, our body is more than 75% water. Every organ in our body needs the water. So if, if you are not drinking enough water, your body is dehydrated. Guess what? Your nervous system is dysregulated. It doesn't function, like it, it can't function properly. So right. water is really important. And I, I love that sentence, that question that you shared. How is my heart feeling? Right. I, I like to add to that because that's, that's what I, you know, teach and what I practice too. It's like, what, how am I feeling? The other question that I ask is, what do I need? Right. Mm, it's not going into my to do list to see what I need to get done from my to do list. It's like truly connecting to like, well, do I need, do I need to go out and get some fresh air? Do I yeah. need rest? Do I need, and starting to like ask yourself those questions, like your body is giving you the messages. The problem is that 
we're not listening. We're too distracted and we're not listening. So when you start checking in, then you are also sending this signal to your nervous system that it can't keep sending you signals because you're paying attention. Yeah. yeah, I love that. I absolutely love that because it just feels like the disconnect comes from just this fast-paced world that we are living in. You know, like nobody is encouraging to pause. Nobody is encouraging to ask yourself how your heart is feeling and what your needs are. And we associate a lot of what we do and how we feel with our jobs and with the amount of money that we have or the success in our careers. And I'm guilty of that too. You know, like I am not, I am no different. And that's why I have to reconnect with myself so much from time to time, because that does happen to me where I'll think I'm a complete failure because I'm not where I should be at 33, which, and I'm quoting because I, I, it just, according to who, right? According to who, if you wake up and all you did was wake up and make yourself feel good, I think that's a win, Yeah, you know? And I've over time started to do that for myself where, you know, I traveled for six weeks and I came back and when I tell you, I was out of it. I was in bad shape. I was sleeping a lot, which for people that know me, that is so abnormal for me. Yes, I'll get my eight hours in, but like, I don't nap. Like I don't do any of that. And then I got a, a Reiki session done because I was feeling very, very low, extremely low. Like, you know, right? Again, listening to your body. I knew I'm like, this, this, like, what is happening? And she's like, hey, so you are not in taking enough water, right? That's literally one of the things that she said to me, which was very important. And she's like, it seems like you're not there yet, but you could be entering into depression. And you need to be careful. And so that was a huge wake-up call for me because I felt it, right? Days after I came back from Georgia, I didn't want to get out of bed. I just physically could not get out of bed. And honoring that was very difficult for me because I'm constantly on the move. Like, let's do this, you know, trying to go after my career. And But then I asked myself, well, what about me? You know, she gave me a couple of good questions again to ask myself. And I had lost my routine with asking myself, how's your heart feeling today? Like I had lost that. And so when I lost that disconnect is when I started to really feel tired and depressed. And I didn't, and you know, I thrive with people. I thrive in community and I didn't even want to go with my friends. I was just like, no, I just want to be in bed. I don't want to talk to anyone. It was just a very bizarre thing to experience and again, it came from the disconnect that I was feeling from not asking myself exactly what I needed. And so I love that you said that maybe one small step for people can just be on a daily basis. Ask yourself how you feel. And even if it's not good, if you're not feeling good, that's okay too. But just being honest, right? Being honest about that, about how you're feeling. Yeah. Yes. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the biggest takeaway here is to start tuning in with yourself, to start asking and start listening to your body. Are you yeah. What do you need? And, and you know, one more thing I want to add to that. It's great that if, if you ask this question once a day, but what can happen is that when we are in like, a disempowering state, like if you're depressed or sad and you wake up every day and you ask these questions, like, I feel sad, I feel sad, I feel sad. Mm-hmm. It might seem like we're stuck in sadness and emotion. Yeah are also temporary. So mm-hmm. if you actually start 
they, they're not, they're very short meat. We make them live longer by the God that we create around the emotion. You know, like, oh, right. I'm sad. And then today, yesterday I was sad. So I'm living in sadness. If you start asking that question multiple times a day, you will realize that throughout the day, you actually experience the wide range of emotions and you're not right. in just one emotion. Right. And that's why I, Tony, I, one of, one of my I mentors gave me this exercise last year to like set up an alarm on my phone and have that, ask yes. those things like every hour. And I'm like, you're crazy. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I know you do this with your time. You're going to learn a lot about yourself doing this every hour. And I did it. And it was very like, was like, wow, Jenny. look at all the things that I'm feeling throughout the day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because you could wake up, let's say sad, but then by three o'clock, there was something in your day that maybe made you feel happy. And you're like, oh, so I am not really stuck in just that one emotion. I love that you said that because that is so true. You can maybe wake up and be stuck in that same emotion day in and day out, where in reality, throughout the day, you're feeling so many different things. And maybe every hour is too much for people, right? So maybe make it three times a day, one in the morning, one mid check in maybe three o'clock and then one at night before you go to bed. You know, I feel like it's, it is very empowering when you ask yourself this question at night. If you say, okay, today wasn't so bad. Today was actually pretty good. And then just saying two, three gratitudes. Yeah. It slowly starts to trickle into the next day. And then you wake up and you're like, okay, well, maybe I'm not sad. Maybe I'm feeling monotone. Maybe I'm content, you know, and then it changes again. Gratitudes is another. Thing. Yeah. I'm, I didn't even think about saying that, but, you know, gratitudes for me were really something that pulled me out of what I was feeling. I would say I'm, I have nothing when I just came from this insane experience, right? I just experienced something wonderful and beautiful. How can I say that I'm not, you know, like, oh, again, awareness, right? Like awareness about what you have, like waking up, waking up is a blessing, you know, being able to get to your house every night, to your bed, to where you are, that's a blessing. Having the comfort of that, that's a blessing. And I was listening to a podcast. It wasn't a podcast. It was a YouTube video. I think Steve Harvey. He said, I guarantee that if you write your gratitudes or your joys every single day, you can find at least 10 things. There's just no way you can't find 10 things right? You're home. You drank water today. And then he started listing them. And I'm like, oh my God, he's right. Right. He's right. You know, for example, my mom being alive, you know, that's, that's a blessing in itself that a lot of people don't have. Having my brothers, you know, we're super close. That's a blessing, you know, and maybe that's not your blessing, but writing them down or saying them out loud because God, the universe, whatever you believe in, they need to hear you because I feel like words are vibrations. And so if you're saying it out loud, yes, of course you can write it because writing is powerful too. It's another tool. But if you're saying it out loud to God, the universe, whatever your higher power is, they're like, okay, like they're starting to believe what you believe. They're like, okay, you are being grateful for what I am giving you. And so I will give you more, whether that's a better emotion, whatever that is. Love with your sharing, Natalie, and gratitude, it's a huge, it's a huge part of my I call them my practices uh, now. I write every day, I journal every day, and 
and gratitude is so important. Like you said, sometimes yeah. it's so easy to focus on what I don't have, what's not coming, what I haven't achieved, and and then take for granted everything I do. So yeah. gratitude, it is very important, and and not recognizing the blessings that we already have. I mm-hmm. almost feel believer in the universe, like listening. And so if you are not giving thanks for what you're already getting, then you're not appreciating. So if you don't appreciate. Mm-hmm. Then, um, you know, blessings are not going to come your way. So I, I totally agree with this. I, there is a great book that is called The Magic. I don't know if you have uh, read that book. Who's the author? Do you remember? Rhonda Vine, I think it's, that yes. book is all about gratitude. It's 28 days oh. of gratitude. And it's totally life-changing. I've done this two things. I've been like two or three times a year. I go through this more intentional. So I... I practice in gratitude every day, but sometimes I'm like, I need to deepen my practice. That's the book I go to, to deepen the practice. And I've done it with like, I've run groups to go through this book. I actually run a gratitude challenge in 2020 and I might run it again this year. And I love that. I love that. Yeah. And people were like really appreciative, really taking action and like hear get messages from people saying, I love that you did this because I'm still practicing this every day. And it's about writing and things to be grateful for but the book gives you some other things it's a great book I'm, I'm actually going to ask you to send me that because i love putting resources in in the description of our podcast as many resources as we can provide for people that sounds amazing i'm actually gonna look into it because it helps you really center into that practice consistency is key like really with anything in life consistency showing up and even on the days that you don't want to show up, if you show up for three minutes, like I said, on that walk, on that movement, that's still showing up. Society makes us feel like that's not showing up because we always have to be like on the go. But really just if you took care of your mental health that day, you showed up. You know, yeah. that's a huge way to show up. And I love that. I'm going to go back. I know there was something that stood out to me that you said. You don't call it exercise anymore. You call it movement. And I thought that was so powerful because people think exercise and they're like, oh, God, like, all right, I got to exercise. The word is so unconsciously intimidating because you just think you have to exercise and go in and just do all these things where even if you stretch for 10 minutes, that's movement. If you want to explore different classes that don't necessarily equal to the gym, I have friends that take dance classes. I have people that go hiking. I have people that do kickboxing. It does not have to look the way that society makes it feel like it has to look. And that stood out to me a lot because when I started using the word movement, I was more encouraged. Exactly. It sounds crazy. Because you're doing things that bring you joy, right? For me, that, so I I was a personal trainer. I always loved exercise. And I used to spend like two hours at the gym and I didn't feel like I had to do it. That literally brought me joy. However. When I was going through my depression, I didn't have that energy to do these explosive yeah. workouts and work out for an hour. I just literally didn't have it. Yeah. And I was making myself wrong. You know, I should be doing this. I'm a personal trainer. I need to stay in shape. I need to go boxing. I need to do all these things that I was doing before. And it was actually one of my mentors, one of my coaches that taught me this, like all that energy that you need to put like, outdoor, like outside for your yeah. exercise now. Your body is asking to bring that energy inward so that you can hear from wherever you're going. And yeah, that helps yeah. you frame everything. 
And so yeah. I figure like, okay, if I don't have the energy to go to the gym for two hours, I'm going to go for a walk. And for literally for many mm-hmm. months, that's the only thing I did. I would wake yeah. up and after my meditation, I would go for a half an hour walk. But I did that consistently. I had a calendar. I created this checkbox because that practice made mm-hmm. discipline with it. And I was like, yeah. I got to put that mark. In the days when I didn't feel like I had that I wanted to do it, I had to go for that walk. And it was, it was like 10 p.m. and I hadn't gone for my walk. I'm going for that walk because I want to put that mark there. So yeah. with that, and, and it also served me to help my clients better yeah. too. It's like, you don't need to go to the gym. You don't need to spend any money. You don't need to go take any classes. You love mm. dancing, put some music at, at home and dance. Yeah. You love walking, yeah. just go for a walk, go ride a bike, go swim, just move any way that yeah. you stretch in because movement also helps move the emotions. It's going to help you move these emotions that maybe are feeling like stuck there. You start yeah. creating movement and doing the things that bring you joy. And I can't promise yeah. that it's going to be overnight. It's not going to be overnight. It takes time. And being intentional and being consistent with the practices that work for you. Yeah, consistency and kind of building. So one thing that I learned through my morning rituals, I love calling them my little rituals, is that not every day is going to look the same. And so I used to think if I didn't meditate today, I was a failure. Like, oh my God, I did. When That's not even the point of the practice. The point of the practice is to do when you need it the most. I am still, I still consistently meditate. I do still consistently meditate because it really does help me. But I don't put this pressure on myself that I have to do it every day. Sometimes I just get a coffee and a puzzle and I disconnect and I don't talk to anyone and I'm just in my own zone. You know what I mean? So it doesn't have to look like meditation and journaling every day could, you know, because journaling and meditation has, that is still something that is very close to my heart and I still very much do. Is it every single day of my life? No, because maybe today I don't have time to do all the things. Maybe today my body needs to move and I want to come back and write and that's it, right? Or maybe at night, you know what? I need this meditation. Like this is what I need. Or listening to something motivating that maybe you don't, maybe you don't personally believe it. But once you start again, consistency, you start to believe these things. Right. You start to show up for yourself in ways that you didn't even know you really could. And so creating morning rituals and just knowing that they don't have to look the same every single day, I think is key because we put so much pressure on ourselves. I know I did. Even just doing the wellness thing, I was putting pressure on myself. And I'm like, this is crazy. It cannot, this can't, it just can't be it. I need to be able to enjoy these things. Again, going back to joy to seeing what brings you joy and the small things, drinking the glass of water, maybe doing your bed every morning. Maybe that's how you start. Maybe that's how you start. You do nothing, but you make sure that every single day you get up, you make your bed so that there's this consistency in, okay, you're taking pride in the space that you're sleeping. Yeah. That's actually how I literally started my morning rituals. I was like, all right, let me just do my bed every day. I would just leave it sometimes. I would just be like, oh, whatever, you know. And then once I started feeling organized, I guess, quote unquote, with this, then I was like, okay, then I added drinking water every morning. That's how I did it. And then after a while, you know, I think it was like three months of doing these two things together. Then I was like, all right, let me try meditation. Let me just try consistently. And these three things, small steps, because it took me months to get there. But when I finally got there, I was like, 
oh my God, just slow. Slow progress equals great progress. I always say that. Slow progress equals great progress because then you want to add more. You're motivated. You begin to get motivated. You're like, wow, I'm kind of connecting to myself and this is exactly how I want to feel. I don't want to go back to that, to the way that I was feeling and not being able to get up and, you know, just the small little gestures that you do for yourself. There are incredible ways to, to show up for you. I always say, like, set yourself up for success, right? right. You, like, need a list of 10 things. If you're not doing anything and you are considering create a list of 10 things starting tomorrow, I'm going to do these 10 things, you're setting yourself up for failure. Most likely, you're yes. going to do that. And then that, it, like, that reinforces that cycle that I'm a failure. Because I said I was going to yeah. do these 10 things and I'm not doing it. I said I was going to go to the gym five times a week and I only went once. I'm a failure. Set yourself up. Oh, my God, for yes. It Yes. Thank you for saying that. Because I do feel like I have a few friends that will do that. Like they will be like, never has, have not gone into a gym for months. Right. And then come, I don't know, let's say January 1st, because that's when everybody, I'm going to go five days a week. And, and that's like another thing. That's why people, when they put these resolutions, which I don't call them resolutions, I call them intentions for my year. That's why when people do that, You'll see February, no one's at the gym. Like, literally no one, I right? Because a personal trainer. By January 10th, they'd say people that, are, that were coming the year before and the ones that are coming back. <laughs> right, right. I'm not saying don't have those goals. I think they're very important to have. Yeah. I just also think maybe say, you know what? I'm going to go twice a week. I'm going to commit to just going twice a week for three months. And that's okay. And the fact that you show up two times a week for the three months, you're going to begin by nature naturally feeling good about that. And you're going to say, you know what, let me just add a third day because I feel good, you know? So why would I not want to continue this good feeling, right? right. And then when you least expect it, you're actually going consistently. But when you try to do five days a week, I'll tell my friends, girl, no, go once a week start with one. They're like, oh, but it doesn't feel like I'm doing anything. And I'm like, you are. How can you say like you are literally going to the gym one time a week, but you also have a life and you're doing a lot of things. So why go from zero to 100 when you can go to 10 percent and then 20 percent and then 30 percent and then you can be at 100 just not right away. Yeah. Again, setting yourself up for success, right? If you say that because mm -hmm. if you say I'm going to go once or twice a week and you do go, you're you're already succeeding. So if you go a third time, yeah. you're like overachieving your goal. But if mm -hmm. you say I'm going to go five times and then you go one, you're failing. You're failing. And we are so quick to label and this is a human thing. We yeah. are so quick to make ourselves proud. I'm yeah. saying I was going to do this and I'm not doing this. So I'm, I'm failing. I'm not enough. And like we start with like all that negative mental stuff so that's something that can help you not get there it's like that that small goals that small things that can help you and start building momentum from there that's more important like if you're not if you're not doing anything if you haven't gone to, been to a gym in like a year and you go once you're already better right <laughs> right and it just i get it it doesn't necessarily feel it right i get that because i've been there you know where I'll say one time a week, I'm like, all right, well, this 
it's just one time a week. But really, in reality, I showed up for myself one time a week where last week I wasn't even showing up. I was showing up zero times. Right. So like even the one time a week, it's progress. And maybe you want to change it up so you're not feeling stagnant. You know, maybe once a week you go to yoga. Maybe the next week you go to the gym. Maybe the third week you just simply walk. Keep it fun. Again, getting to know yourself. Yes. And and the thing with that, Natalie, too, is that as you're feeling like you're showing up for yourself, like you said, you would want to continue to show up for yourself in another way. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe mm-hmm. like taking care of other things, taking care of your space, like connecting to the people who really help you feel good. As you start to feel better and good with yourself, you will want to continue that, whether that's like right. going to the gym more times or taking more movement in your life. Or maybe if I, I mean, I always feel better when I exercise or move my body. I feel like my body's like now it's craving healthy things. Yeah, I'm not going to eat a bag of potato chips after right. for a walk, right? It's my body. Right, 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 right. You're right. I'm not craving yeah. that. <laughs> right. There's a trickle effect into the one thing that you do. Yeah. Right. And then all, all these other things start to add up. So I love that you said that because by nature, like I said, you will start to feel better and you will want to add to that. And unconsciously, you will just begin to do other good things for yourself because you're like, wow, this feels good. Yeah. Like this is you. It's almost like you get a high out of that feeling of goodness that you just why would you want to stop it? Yeah. And so then it starts to create like this triple effect into all these other areas in your life. Mm-hmm. And you maybe start to meditate or maybe you start to go network more and, and be in community with people. Or maybe you start to, I don't know, drink more water, like how we've been saying, because it's so important. So I love that. It, it does it does take effect when you start small. Yeah. So that's like a huge encouragement. I think that we're taking from here is start small yeah. so that you can create big accomplishments, right? For yourself and getting to know yourself in the in, in the meantime. We are kind of getting close to ending the podcast, but I did want to ask you one last question. What are your final words that you want to say to someone that's navigating to do with depression? What are your final inspirations? Like, what do you want to leave the podcast off with? Yeah. Yes. It's part of my message, Natalie, that it is so easy to feel lost and like you don't matter when you are in that space or like the world would be better without you. And I want everyone to remember that if you are on this planet, it's because you matter and you are needed and your mm-hmm. life is needed. No one is here mm-hmm. because they didn't have a better place to put them and they put them in here in this world. If we're here, we're needed. And mm-hmm. your life is mm-hmm. in you matter. And I... If you are feeling in a dark place, find the help that you need because that's something that also helped me. I didn't go through all of that alone. I reached out for help. I did my part to search for the help that I needed. I reach out and try and be open to try different things because there is no one single recipe that is going to work for everyone. Right. So be right. open to trying new things. We've talked about energy healing and we mentioned Reiki. That was also big. That also played a big role in my recovery too. I tap into mm-hmm. energy healing and different modalities, remembering that you matter, and that the world is full of resources. We just need to start like looking, and as you start reaching out, you, the resources are going to come. I love that. I absolutely love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think 
people needed to hear that, you know, that you do matter, that you're here because you need to be. It wasn't by accident. You were meant to be here. And I think people will really resonate with that. And I hope that this was encouraging. I hope that for people, you know, reach out to us if you need help. If you are listening to this and you do need the help, even if it is just to talk, reach out. I think it's just so important to make that first step and just saying, hey, I just need to talk to someone. And sometimes talking to a stranger is so useful and more useful than talking to people that know you because they know your past, they know your history, they know about you. And so maybe reaching out to someone that doesn't necessarily know you can be fulfilling and can be refreshing because you're getting a different perspective and not listening to all these things that other people that know you are saying, you know? People who know you might have the best intentions, but they, you know, with the best intentions, mm -hmm. there are judgments and expectations mm -hmm. and not, not to make these people wrong. We all do that. Yeah. And strangers yeah. usually won't have judgments and expectations. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So that reaching out is important. I'm always here to support people. And the last thing, if I can share from that thought, Natalie, is that through my own journey and everything I've been through through and everything to get to where I am now, I realized that what I believe that we get into depression because we forget our life. Mm -hmm. We go to this darkness. And that's why it's called going through the dark night of the soul, not being in the yeah. darkness. We forget mm -hmm. how it breaks. And so yeah. you start remembering your life, as you start remembering who you truly are, what makes you unique, what your passions are, what your purpose is, the things that bring you joy and all that, your light starts to shine. And it's going to shine brighter and brighter every day. I love that. Thank you so much for leaving us off with that. I completely agree with what you're saying. And I hope that this was helpful to people. And then one last segment that we have, guys, is the end of the podcast questions, where I ask you three surprise questions just to end it in a fun and good note. So my first question to you is, what is one word that describes the season you're in right now? Excitement. Oh, I love that. Yes, I love that word. So action -y. Okay, second, one piece of advice that you'd want to leave behind if you had to leave the earth tonight. Just remember your life. Mm, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. And the third is, what's the worst advice that you've ever received? Marry him. Ah, <laughs> I love that. That's so funny. I love that. Well, Claudia, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for sharing your story, your light, you know, your experiences. And I will, of course, have Claudia's information down below in the description in case anyone is called to reaching out to her, connecting with her. She is incredible. And again, I just want to say thank you so much for being here with us. I mean, I couldn't have picked a better person to talk about this topic with. So I appreciate it. Natalie, thank you so much. And thank you for this opportunity. And I truly, yeah. truly hope that this will get to the people who really need to hear this. And I hope that mm -hmm. it can support them in their journey. I love that. Thank you. Thanks for listening in, guys. Till next time.